Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Today we are going to exhort the mothers, encourage the mothers, motivate the mothers, and also it's a message for the young men, the middle-aged men, and the uh, men of wisdom, the older men, and the, uh, the children. We're going we're gonna to exhort everybody. Everybody, whether you're married or whether you're not, I think you're going to, I know you're going to get something out of the message because it's God's word. And when God's word is proclaimed, then the Holy Spirit, I believe, he just ministers to people at their, in their need, whatever their need is. Uh, the title of the message today to the mothers is to cultivate the gifts you're given. And of course, again, uh, we are talking to everybody. Cultivate the gifts you're given. Now, we know that uh, mothers are, and, and, and uh, women are given a special privilege to, is to bear another human being for from conception all the way through, all the way through childbirth. That is tremendous. That's tremendous. It's a gift. It's a gift. Also, it's a gift to be a, a nurturer. I believe that, that uh, God gives women this specific and particular gift to nurture, to help uh, the growth of, foster the growth of children when they're developing. Uh, we men are not nurturers that much, so thank God for women. You know? um, also, we are going to concentrate on one particular gift that God has given women. Uh, sometimes, and many times, they think it's a negative, Men sometimes tease women uh, and, and girls about this particular gift. This particular gift is sensitivity to such a high degree emotional, emotionally. Women are very sensitive emotionally. And so they will cry at a heartbeat. Am I, am I correct? You know, yeah. And so, uh, and so, <laughs> from the time you're small, usually the boys pick at you about you know uh, crying. You know, and and, and sometimes husbands pick at the wives about you know oh you're not gonna cry again are you? You know why are you crying over this? You know my goodness gracious all I said is that, you know, you asked me how was the meal. I told you that it was not the best meal, you know. Uh, <laughs> and here you go crying. Oh, my goodness gracious, you know. Come on, don't, don't, don't we do that, men, sometimes? We, I mean, we, we, we say things that are insensitive, and we don't want them to use the gift that God's given, us, given them. We want them to be like us, and that's not, that's not the case, you know. Now, I could have said most women are very sensitive and will cry at a heartbeat. 
okay? If it's a gift from God to women, then why would most women be sensitive and some women not be sensitive? I believe that we can cultivate the gifts that God has given us. That's what I believe. So therefore, if you happen to be here today and you are a young lady and you don't cry and you're not that sensitive emotionally, I say cultivate the gift that God has given you. Because what actually I'm trying to cultivate sensitivity emotionally. Really, I am. I'm trying to do that as, as, a, as a man. I'm trying to do that. Because when I saw that Jesus wept, then if I want to be like my Lord and Savior, why won't I weep? Why am I want, I want to be, I don't care what happened to me, you can't make me cry, you know, I'm a man, you know? What? So I told you the message is for everybody. You know, men and women, and it was Mother's Day, uh, but it's for everybody. So men, when you have boys, don't don't try to, from the time they're little, you know, um, start programming them to not cry. You know, they fall off the bike, they're learning how to ride, they're learning how to skate, and they fall, they skin the knee, and, and, and you know, they, they want to cry, and the mother, oh, come on to mother, you know. She does some nurturing and everything. We say, oh, leave him alone. He, he, he'll be all right. He's a man. He's, you know. Come on. No, 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 no. Cultivate that in him, too. He's not going to be anything. Men are not going to be any, any different than what men, what God made us. But we can be more sensitive. You see? But I want to talk about that one gift that God has given you, sensitivity. And I said cultivate it. Cultivate it, women. Cultivate it, cultivate it, because we need it. We need it. And I'm going to give that one, that's all I'm going to talk about today, that sensitivity emotionally and give you three ways that it can be and has been worked out. We're going to talk biblically a couple of ways, and then we'll, we'll exhort you in two other ways. So the whole message is about sensitivity emotionally. And I believe that we're going to have some, uh, some women that will be ready to cry, be ready to be sensitive, because I do believe that, that God wants that. Let's open our Bibles to Second Kings chapter 4. If you have your Bibles and look at the screen, if you don't have an electronic device, you know, just touch screen or whatever you want to do. Second uh, Kings chapter 4, verse 8. Let's start there. This is about Elisha and the Shulamite woman. And let's start in verse 8. Now, we're, we're talking about sensitivity now, cultivating that sensitivity. Let's watch how God uses this sensitivity, how this woman used her sensitivity, and how her husband yielded to her sensitivity and got blessed. Let's, let's, let's read a little bit of it. Now there came a day when Elisha, and Elisha is a prophet of God, and so Elisha passed 
over to Schumann, where there was a prominent, and this prominent is a well-to-do, high-positioned, a noble, and in those days, wealthy woman. And she persuaded him to eat food. Now, here's this man, this man of God, that was passing over to Schumann, and so he would pass by her way. She has a husband. We haven't gotten to that part yet, but she has a husband who was sensitive to ask this man of God, hey, would you eat at my house? Who was sensitive? The woman. The woman was. And she could have said, you know, hey, he didn't ask for anything. Why should I give him anything? He didn't ask for anything. But sensitivity to people and what they're going through. And it didn't say he was starving. It didn't say uh, it was a famine in the land. It didn't say anything like that. Here she is. She's just thinking, here's this man, a prophet of God, going by here every day. Let me do something for him. And it says, and so it was as often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat food because she offered it to him. She said to her husband, Behold, now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God passing by us continually. Please let us make a little walled upper chamber and let us set a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand and it shall be when he comes to us that he can turn in there. So here we have her feeding him at first and she, she perceives the anointing that's on him and says, this is, this is a man of God. I don't want to just feed him, husband. Please allow me to, uh, let's build a a room upstairs so he can just, as he eats, he can go up there and he he can just lie down and he can rest himself. Sensitivity. Sensitivity. Now, was that required? No. Did he ask for it? No. Was it? Was it enough to just give him food every time he passed by? Yeah. And, and, and post, most of us maybe will say, man, we will say, well, man, good, good God, I'm feeding him, man. I'm feeding him. What, what, what else do you want me to do? You know? Otherwise, you're going to want me to give him the house, you know, give him the cow, you know? Because we as men, see, we're not, we, we haven't been given that gift of sensitivity like women. Then it says here, that um, one day he came there and turned into the upper chamber and rested. Then he said to Gehazi, which is his servant, call the Shulamite. And when he had called her, she stood before him, and he said to him, 
So he's talking to the servant. Say now to her, Behold, you have been careful for us. With all this care. Now, did it make an impression on him? Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if she was just fed him one time, two times, or whatever the situation, I don't believe it would ever come to this. But see, her sensitivity, <coughs> excuse me, her sensitivity uh, to uh, what, what this man was, she said that, look, I, everything I'm doing, I'm doing for God. This is a man of God. This is what I perceive now. I perceive he's a, he's a man of God. I perceive he's a man of God. So we want to do this. We want, let's go above and beyond what most people would do. He hasn't asked for food. He hasn't asked for the. We're going to build this thing. We have plenty of money anyway. We, let, let's, let's do this thing. Let's, let's build this thing and so he can do this. You can never, never do anything for God that he doesn't return blessings to you. Know that. Don't ever think because you're doing something for a person that's given their life to Jesus Christ. I don't care whether it's a, it's a disciple. It says that you, if you give a disciple a cup of cold water, God is going to bless you for it. Is that true? It's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do for a Christian that God is not going to bless you for it. Okay, And here this man is, a prophet of God, so God is speaking to him, to the nation of Israel. So therefore, what she's doing is highly noticed in heaven. So, the prophet doesn't do anything unless God leads him, you know that. So therefore, when he says, call her, he had an unction that, hey, this woman is doing all this for us. Hey, servant, go call this lady because it's time for her to get blessed. Let's find out what she has need of. Do any of you women have any needs whatsoever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This woman didn't think she had a need. Do you hear me? She didn't think she had a need because she had, she had all the money she needed. All the money she needed. So in this life, in this world system, if we have money, we have our health, what more do we need? What more do we need? You always need something. God knows exactly what you need. Okay, now let's look at it here. What can I do for you? Would you be spoken to for the king or, or, or to the captain of the army? In other words, he has influence over, let's say, like the president of the United States or, or whoever it is. I can do, I can speak to anybody and you can have favor. Just let me know which one you want me to do. And she says, I live among my own people. So therefore, uh, if I do have any needs, I, all my relatives and all that, I, I, you know, I have nothing that I have need of. You don't need to speak to the king. You don't need to speak to the captain of the army. I'm okay. That should have sufficed, right? And so he said, what then is to be done for her? Because, see, he knows that if God says do something for her, 
He's trying to find out, hey, servant, what can be done for this lady? She says she has no need of anything. What can be done for? And his servant Gehazi answered, truly, she has no son, and her husband is old. So, see, she has given up in hope. That's not on her that's not on her track record. That's not, she's not tracking that way. Thinking that, uh, well, I would like a son. See, she's, she's given up that hope a long time ago. Because her husband's old, so why, why even, even bring this up to the man of God? Hey, I would like a son when my husband's old, so hey, that's not an issue. It didn't cross her mind. But it crossed Hazel's mind. Because Anybody would love to have a son if she's young, right? Just her husband was old. Let's, let's read a little bit more. So he said, call her. So we know from that that once she said that I live among my relatives, she left. Then so he's talking to Hazel there. We got to do something. Okay, so call her again. When, she, when he had called her, she stood in, in the doorway. Then he said, at this season next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, oh, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. Now, I thought she perceived that he was a man of God. Now, just because you perceive man of God, it's, we operate in the natural too, don't we? We're supposed to be spiritual, but we also operate in the natural naturally, it wouldn't seem that uh, this is going to happen. How is it going to happen? If my husband is old, we never had any children, so why are you going to say this to me? Don't get my hopes up high, in other words. The woman conceived and bore a son at the season the next year, as Elijah, Elisha had said to her. When the child had grown, the day came that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And his father said, and he said to his father, my head, my head. And he said to his servant, carry him to his mother. Now, wait a minute. If the, if the, if the man's, if the little boy's head, if his head is hurting, if, if, he's, if he's calling out, my head, my head. Why don't you take time and hold your son and see what's wrong, right? Remember I said God has gifted women as nurturers, right? So he has since that, hey amen, take her, to, take her to, the, to the mother. Mother's going to, let's see what the mother did. When he had taken him to, taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her lap until noon. Oh, nurture. Woo, my goodness gracious. He wouldn't have been sitting on no dad's lap, would he? We're missing no mine. But he, I mean, to noon now. When she went up and laid him, uh, and he died. Okay, he died at noon. She went up. She laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door behind him, and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, hey, please send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and return. He said, why will you go to him today? 
it is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, it will be well. It will be well. My goodness gracious. I wonder what would happen if you would have told him. See, you don't want a lot of negativity. She probably said, well, if he's dead, why bother the man of God? He's dead. See, she said, it's well. It is well. Don't worry about it. It'll be well. You have to be, you have to think that if this man of God said what he said, she had a son, then this man of God can do something about this dead child. And she didn't want no negatives in the atmosphere. She's smart. Women, you're smart. You're smart. Yeah. So she sat to Duncan and she said to the servant, Drive and, and go forward. Do not slow down in the, in the pace for me unless I tell you to. So she went and came to Mount uh, Carmel where the man of God was. And it came about when the man of God saw from the distance uh, that he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, there is a Shunammite. Uh, please run there and meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. Whew, my goodness gracious. It is well. Then she came to the man of God to the hill. She caught hold of his feet. And Gehazi came near to push her away, but the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is troubled within her. And the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. And that tells me that God wanted this woman to come to this man of God and not to be pacified by the servant. God knows what is needed. And this woman was not going to take anything, not going to take no servant, not going to take anything. She said, the man of God did this. So the man of God is going to be the one to undo it. So she grabs his feet. That means I'm not letting go till I get blessed. I'm not letting go. Then she said, did I ask you for a son? Did I ask you for a son? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Oh, she, 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 she's serious. <laughs> Women can go off even though men are God, can't they? <laughs> this, her, this is her going off, man. You can, you, can, you can hear her now, man. She got his feet. You know, didn't I tell you? Did, I told you. To, you know. <laughs> then he said to Gehazi, Gird up your lawns and take my staff in your hand and, and go your way. If you meet a man... Do not salute him, and if anyone salutes you, do not answer him, and lay my staff on the lad's face. And the mother, the mother of the lad said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. What is she saying? You can send him if you want to. You can put the staff on his face if you want to. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. You're the one who said I'm going to have a son. You know, it wasn't your servant. It was, it, it, was, it was you, so I'm holding on to you. Sound like Jacob, don't we? 
I'm holding on till you get till I get blessed. Let him run and want to and get put the staff up there. He can run back. He can do all he wants to. I'm staying here. <laughs> Women, I mean, when 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 you get serious and tenacious, I mean, you're tenacious. You know about about your children, aren't you? I mean, you, you're not going you're not gonna let just anything happen to your children. I don't care how bad they, somebody might say they are. You, the mother's going to say, he's a good fellow. He's a good fellow. He can be in prison. Oh, he's a good fellow. <laughs> he just got with the wrong crowd. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. A mother's never going to give up hope. Never going to give up hope. They're going to hold on. They're going to hold on. Praise God for women. Praise God. Now, then he. Hazel passed by on before them later staff on his last face, but there was neither sound nor response. So he turned, he returned to meet him and told him, The lad has not awakened. When Elijah came into the house, so Elijah said, This woman is not going to let me go. She's not going with, with my servant, so I, must, I might as well go. So that, therefore, he was coming anyway. So he was coming. When Elijah came into the house, behold, the lad was dead and laid on his bed. So he entered, shut the door behind them both, and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, his hands on his hands, and he stretched himself on him, and the flesh of the child became warm. See, so you, you, what, what we see now, the staff, God didn't use the staff. God could have used the staff. He could have used the staff. He can use a shadow. He can use a handkerchief. He can use anything he wants. He doesn't need any physical thing. He can just say the word. And you come to life, right? But God wanted to use the man. And Elijah said, well, if, he, if God's not using this and she's holding on to me, then, then what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be me on him, my breath and his breath, my eyes looking in his eyes. God is going to bring this boy back. Oh, this is so good. Then he returned and walked in the house back and forth. Back and forth. See, the, see the, see the boy's body, is warm, his flesh is warming up, but he's still not alive yet. Still not alive. So Elijah, you know, if he's walking back and forth, he's not walking back and forth, you know, counting the stars, counting the sun. He's not, what is he doing probably? Praying. 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 And he went up and stretched himself on him. And, and the lad sneezed seven times. Oh, completion. Woo-hoo. Oh, seven times. Seven completion. And, and the lad opened his eyes. And he called Gehazel and said, Call the Shulamite. So he called her. And when she came into him, he said, Take your son. And then she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground. And she took 
of her son and went out. Isn't that a success story? Oh, that's a success story. Sensitivity. 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 Spiritually sensitive. Also sensitive emotionally. Because none of this would have happened if she would have just fed him and just did what's normal. Nothing would have happened if she didn't do anything at all. The man of God wouldn't have never stopped there, wouldn't have never asked for any food because he wasn't hungry. I mean, he just go and do what if, if If God wants him to eat, God will give him something to eat. He's, he's able to do that. So um, let me tell you, women, cultivate the sensitivity because if, if, if you get an unction to, to, to do something, you know, then you want to do something because you don't know where, where it's going to end. Don't allow, uh, uh, you know, your thoughts, the devil, society, to tell you, you don't need to do that. You don't, you know, who does he need to do that from? You know. And since we're in this modern day and time, we'll, we'll, we say a lot of times, look at those, those people on TV, you know, they, they don't do them but steal your money. Why am I feeding them? I'm not feeding nobody. They're too big anyway. I mean, a lot of ministers are large, you know. Uh, and, and so don't allow that stuff to happen to you. Use your sensitivity yeah, because you don't know where it's going to go. She has a son she would have never had. God raised him from the dead, which never would have happened. Let's look at chapter 8, verse 1. The story hasn't ended. Oh, it hasn't ended. Listen to this. Woo. Now, Elisha spoke to the woman whose son he had restored to life. Who's it talking about? The same Shumanite woman. Arise and go with your husband. Your husband's still. Your household is your whole household. Your household and sojourn wherever you can sojourn. For the Lord has called for a famine, and it shall even come on the land for seven years. Now, here's a man of God. He could have gone and told anybody he wanted to tell. He could have told nobody. But he goes and tells this woman. Why? Why did he tell this woman? She had, she had blessed him. She had, she had gone overboard and, and, and beyond the call of duty and blessed this man. So he could have said, I've done enough for her. You know, I gave, I've given her a son. You know, that, that, that's, that's enough for feeding me. I raised him from the dead. That's enough for the little room up top. I don't need to tell, I don't need to tell, tell her anything. I don't need to tell her anything. I'm telling you, God's appreciation never ends for what you do for him. Never ends. And so the woman rose. He could have gone to the man, hey, hey, husband. Didn't he? He could have. But he didn't. Because the woman was the one that showed the sensitivity, right? The woman was the one that, that went and grabbed his feet, hold of his feet, right? Oh, women, y'all are important. I'm telling you, you're important. 
So she did according to the word of the man of God, and she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistine seven years. It came about at the end of seven years that the woman returned from the land of the Philistines, and she said, and she went out to appeal to the king for her house and for her field. So while she was gone for seven years, she no longer has a house. She no longer has property because the king's taken over. He's he's, he's taken, you know, the government, they'll take anything. You know, so they they, they got it, right? They they got got her, her, her possessions. So she goes and appeals to him. She's alive. She's alive. Did her husband go appeal? Oh. Oh, still a woman of tenacity. She has she has she has a husband, she has a whole household, she has a son, and, and she said she, she wants to look out for this her, her household. She goes to the king. When I when, when I get Father's Day, then I I exhort the men. <laughs> I thought of him, my goodness grace. This doesn't look good too good to us, man. This doesn't look good good for us men. I'm serious. This doesn't look good for us. I'm serious. It doesn't look good for us, James. You know? My goodness gracious. The woman had to go to the king. The woman had to go to the man of God. The woman had to put on the lap. The woman doing everything. My goodness gracious. Surely the man could have gone to the king. Boy, that's all right. Praise God for women. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And it says here that now the king was talking to Gehazi. Now, you remember, John, you taught, taught on um, providence. You know, isn't this the providence of God? That at the time she goes to talk to the king about her house in the field, Gehazi is already at the king, talking to the king about something else. About miracles and things like that. About Elisha and all the things Elisha's done. Now the king was talking to with Gehazi and the servant of the man of God saying, please relate to me all the great things that Elisha has done. So he wants to know all these miracles. Yeah. Want to know all these miracles. And it came about as he was relating to the king how he had restored to life the one who was dead and that behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life appealed to the king for her house and for her field. And Gehazi said, hey, My lord, my king, oh king, this is the woman. This is, this is the one whom Elijah restored to life. When the king asked the woman, so he's trying to see whether, are you sure? Are you the woman? Are you the woman? I mean, did Elijah do this? Did he do this? And she said, So the king. So she said, yeah, I did this thing. So the king appointed for her a certain officer saying, restore all that was hers. Restore it all. Her house, her fields, all of it. But it doesn't end there. See, God, God, if she wants to give abundantly, what does God do? He gives abundantly, doesn't he? This is what it is. And all the produce of the field from the day that she left the land even until now. Restore all of it for seven years. My goodness gracious. Woo! My goodness gracious. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. 
We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.